This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Rick, you recently took a picture with 50 Cent that went viral. Great picture. (laughs) Well, we kind of said, hey, Fiddy, you know, if you were going to talk to the team, what would it look like? And so that video is out there, and it's, it's pretty, it's pretty great, pretty compelling. Hey now, what's cracking? Welcome back to the Jim Rome Podcast, and welcome to episode 259, where I am about to chop it up with one of those rare dudes who snagged a Larry O as a player and as a head coach. He played five seasons in the association, and he has racked up 21 more as a head coach. He was the NBA coach of the year in 2002. My guest today, of course, Indiana Pacers head coach Rick Carlisle. Normally, you do not get a chance to grab active NBA coaches in the middle of a playoff chase for an extended long-form chat, so this is awesome. Let's get right to it. It's episode 259 with Pacers head coach Rick Carlisle, and it's coming at you right now. So, Rick, it is outstanding to have you long form. You've always been so amazing about doing our daily program. Before we get into everything, bring me up to date. How you doing? How you living? How is this season treating you personally? Well, things here in Indiana have been great. Um, You know, last year we took a major pivot. Uh, We changed the team significantly with a huge trade with Sacramento. That trade, as you're well aware, has turned out to be really great for both teams. Uh, we have Tyrese Halliburton, who's an all-star. They have Domantas Sabonis, who's an all-star, and just racked up his 10th triple-double. So win-win trades are always great. Um, this is a real rebuild, and it's going to take time, and it's going to take patience. Uh, and we're going to do that and not skip steps. But in year two, um, we've made great progress. We have great guys. Um, I've got a smile on my face every day working with this group and a fantastic group of assistant coaches and player development people and management people. So, you know, it's a joy. You know, the fact is, Rick, you are one step ahead of me because that's where I was going to go next. I was going to say last year when the team won 25 games, you addressed reports that you might be interested in moving to the front office by emphatically stating, quote, I am not afraid of any aspect of a rebuild one bit, end of quote. I mean, you made that very clear. Given who you are and what you've accomplished, I don't think anybody would have thought any less of you if you were to accept a path of less resistance. Why were you so adamant about staying in the fight when you didn't have to? Well, I I love coaching. Um, I'm very committed to the profession of coaching. I've been president of the coaches association for 18 straight years. And, you know, there's, there's certain goals that I have, um, you know, for my career, I mean, I'd like to win another championship. I'd like to, you know, get to over a thousand wins. I mean, these are lofty goals and you can't do that, you know, jumping up to a management position. And the other part of this is that I had never had any interest about going to management. It was a rumor that, started 
you know, back in October or November of 21. I don't know where it came from. I had people asking me off the record about it. I kept saying it was ridiculous. And then, you know, one day it just kind of came to a head. I had a couple of my staff people saying, you know, this is like really getting, getting legs on Twitter and this and that. And then uh, I finally just put a stop to it. Um, and, and, you know, the whole idea, the whole notion that I would be going after Kevin Pritchard's job, who's a friend and who's the guy that hired me, um, was something that I couldn't, couldn't stomach either. Um, Kevin has become an even better friend. Uh, and, as, and as you've seen over the last 12 months, his ability to change a roster and turn a roster of, you know, a, a team that really had kind of run its course into something that's totally promising, entertaining to watch. We've won back our fan base and we have a real future. I mean, that is not easy to do. So um, that was something that was in support of him, both as the guy I'm working for and a friend. And, uh, you know, I'm in this for the long haul if they'll have me. You know, and, and very clearly, it was the right call. You can tell. Well, I can hear it in your voice, Rick. I can tell the energy. I can tell how pleased you are with this group and working with this group. And the results are playing out. You talked about that great trade you made with Sacramento and how that benefited both teams. Tyrese Halliburton is some player. Like, he, not to heap any additional pressure on the guy, but he has been sensational. He's got star written all over him. And he just turned 23. If he can stay healthy, what is his ceiling? Well, great question. I mean, you know, last year um, he played extremely well when we got him in the trade. He was racking up huge assist numbers. Um, but over the summer, he really committed to getting his body stronger and becoming better at both attacking the rim and actually increasing his shooting range. And so now, as you've seen this year, um, I'm sure you've seen some of the highlights, maybe even seen some of the games. I mean, he's hit three or four game winners from like 28, 30 feet. And he's getting to the basket much more frequently to the rim. And so, you know, from, from last spring to where we are now, he's made a significant jump. You mentioned his name, his age 23. I mean, um, I, I really think the sky's the limit with him. Uh, and he's just got such a vibrant, uh, exuberant personality. He's, you know, he's fun to watch. He's great to play with. I believe free agents are going to want to play with him. And so there's just there's just so much to look forward to going into the future. You know, Rick, one more thing about him. Tell me I'm wrong, but did you not go to him before the season and tell him, listen, I don't really want to call plays so much anymore. I'm going to give you that responsibility, or at least in large part. And if so, what made you think that he was ready for that kind of responsibility? Well, it's pretty clear to me last year that when he came, uh, I had a you know, I had a short conversation with him right off the bat and he was, he was, he was anxious. He was hungry for that kind of responsibility. And, you know, if you have a point guard, like a Tyrese Halliburton, or in my case, when I was in Dallas, I had Jason Kidd and then had Luka Doncic. I mean, you're talking about three guys that are way above the curve in terms of their understanding of the game and these guys also know that if they're the ones that are making the calls and inflecting on guys that are actually on the floor with them and, and able to do it in split second fashion, you know, it's going to be way more effective than looking over at the bench 
getting a call, then relaying it, then have the guys from behind the other team's bench yelling out what the play call is. And I mean, you get where I'm going with this. So, um, and this is, you know, this is the wave of the future. I mean, you see where the game is, has evolved from and to where it is today. And I think going off into going into the future, um, we're going to see more of this. We're going to see guys with, with this type of, um, you know, basketball acumen at the point position, you're going to see more skill at every position. I think, I think the next, the next wave uh, in this league is going to be centers that can, you know, not only do damage around the basket, but they can shoot threes, drive and make plays. And so, you know, where the game is right now, it's, 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 it's exploding. And I see it continuing to explode. Really interesting. I want to follow up on that in a minute, but we mentioned that he's just 23 and then, Rick, your first rounder, Ben Matherin, was the Pac-12 Player of the Year last year. He's only 20, and there is so much to like about him. He's currently dealing with an ankle injury, but what do you make of the way he's handled himself on and off the floor? Again, he's only 20. Yeah, he is a very unique personality as a player. Uh, I never coached Kobe Bryant. I never coached Michael Jordan, but I played against Michael, I coached against Michael, and I coached against Kobe, um, you know, and I, I, and I want to be very cautious here not to compare him at this stage of his career as a player to those guys, but he has an inner drive that, you know, I saw very vividly in, in those two particular players, um, and he just has a will to make his mark on the game. And it's really exciting. You know, he's averaging 16, 17 points a game, which I think is probably most in the league off the bench. Um, He's done a lot of explosive things. He's had a few ups and downs, but in large part, as the season has gotten into its later stages, he he began to pick up momentum where a lot of rookies were hitting the wall. And so um, this ankle injury, you know, is a little bit of a setback. Uh, I don't think he's going to be out particularly long. And I, and I do think he'll continue to make his mark on the game this year. And I, and the thing that he's constantly said to me, Jim, even before we drafted him, we had him in for a draft workout. It was one morning in June. Um, He was staying overnight that night, traveling the next day. He asked me after the workout, if the gym was open that night so he could come in and shoot. I said, sure. I said, I'll come in and meet you, you know, and, you know, I'll rebound for you, whatever. And we ended up doing about an hour and a half workout. He wanted to learn about footwork and how to create space, create, create a shot, stuff like that. And so I knew that there was something special about this guy's inner drive and he's had a great year. Um, I expect that he's going to have an amazing summer to continue to develop. And, you know, he's a, he's a really, he's a really exciting player for our future. Man, that is music. That is absolute music to my ears. You should know by now exactly what that sound represents, that that is the very best kind of notification you could ever hear. It is the sound of another sale on Shopify and the moment that another business dream has become a reality. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. It doesn't even matter what you're selling. Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can focus on successfully growing your business. I mean anything. 
succulents or stilettos, flaky salt or fine art prints, all sorts of categories, fashion, home and garden, health and beauty, essentially anything. Shopify covers every sales channel from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. It even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok. Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 help and an extensive business course library, Shopify is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up right now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Rome, R-O-M-E, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Rome to take your business to the next level today, shopify.com slash R-O-M-E. Rick, I've asked the question a thousand times and I'm going to keep asking it, but when you have something like that, that inner drive you're talking about, that guy will say, hey coach, can we work out? And then you spend an hour and a half that wasn't even planned. Is that nature or nurture? Like, where does that come from? Are they hardwired for it? Is it the way they came up? I'm always dying to know where that comes from so I can try and bottle that or at least get more of it myself. Where does that drive come from? (laughs) Well, this is a this is a great question. I'll give you a, as short an answer as I can, but you know, w- if you study brain typing and things like that, generally you, you'll you'll come to you know uh, a determination by most people that study that stuff that you know sixty to sixty five percent of your you know inner DNA, your personality, your body type, all that stuff is probably not going to change much, but you have about a 30 to 35% part of your personality or drive or, you know, what you feel is important that is, that is very moldable and, but you have to be willing to do it. And so in, in this case, um, you know, I mentioned guys like Michael and Kobe, I think LeBron James obviously is in that category i mean you know bill russell you you talk about some of the the all-time great but i think deep down ben is is hardwired to be um a guy that is going to be a tireless worker and a guy that that wants to be a high achiever i mean and i'm going to repeat this again not only did we have that workout after you know he had the draft workout that morning but after we drafted him um, right as we were about to walk out to the press conference, he, he said, coach, I just want to make sure you understand. I want you to push me hard that I, I want to be great. He goes, I know I got a long way to go, but I want to be pushed hard and I want to be as great as I can be. So you factor that in, um, with the fact that if you study his background, you know, he, he went through some tumultuous things growing up. He lost his brother, um, who was killed in a bike accident when Ben was 10. He lost his dad not too long after. And there were, there were things that really hardened his resolve to, to be a great player. Um, and one of the things I think that, that was, was great motivation was the fact that, you know, his brother's dream was to be an NBA player. And then when he, when he passed, obviously, you know, that, that didn't happen. And I think Ben just took it upon himself to, to try to help fulfill his brother's dream um, you know, while and, and making it his dream as well. You know, I knew some of that, not all of that, but to hear you lay it out like that, I could not be more impressed. And I want to reiterate, he's just 20. He is just 20. You know, when we talk about these factors, I love what you said too also that a lot of people 
who study this type of thing will say that maybe 60, 65% of who you are, what you are, doesn't really change very much, but there is 30 to 40% that you can work with. When you first stepped on the floor with Larry Bird, like how does he factor in all of this? What was he like, and what did he do with his 30 or 35%? <laughs> well, you know, there's a, there's a, a brain typing um, study or whatever, and there's, there's all these different types. There's 16 different brain types. And so I've, I've gotten familiar with this over the years. So Larry Bird uh, and Michael Jordan both have the ISTP brain typing, which is considered the best possible brain typing for um, achieving at the highest possible level in sport. In effect, as as the game becomes more important, as you get into the fourth quarter, these these guys have the ability to focus um, even sharper on what they want to happen with almost no regard for what may not happen. <laughs> so incredible. It's, it's, a, it's a, it's a fascinating, it's a fascinating um, study of, of all this stuff. Um, and so, you know, Larry's obviously wired for this, you know, Michael's obviously wired for this. Kobe has a similar brain typing. It isn't, the ISTP, but it's something that's close, you know, according to experts, not according to me. I want to make sure I'm, I want to make sure I'm clear on that. But, you know, the, these guys um, have a combination of the internal wiring. And then, you know, I have to believe that there are a lot of events in their lives that, that shape their drive to achieve as well. And when I stepped onto a court with Larry Bird, you know, I, first of all, you know, my rookie year, um, I was trying to be the first guy in the gym before practice started and I got there. I thought it was going to be the earliest and I walked out on the court and Larry Bird was already out there shooting, mm. <laughs> you know? And so this, this is the kind of, this is the kind of guy that we're talking about. And that said, these guys tend to have a very, you know, sort of simple savant like view of the game. And so, um, you know, playing with Larry for three years, he was MVP, I think, in two of the three years in his three three consecutive year run as MVP. He was the best player on the planet for at least two of the years that I played with him. Um, it was an amazing experience, an amazing study in motivation, skill, leadership, you know, you name it. Clones, what do we want when we're craving protein or we need more energy? Not bars, not sugary snacks, not energy drinks. No, we want beef, pure and simple. So where's the beef? It's in a package of Old Trapper beef jerky. Old Trapper is not your father's jerky, shriveled, dry, and tasteless. Old Trapper beef jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. So it's tender and it's tasty. It's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for their relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously, and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein, and it comes in four amazing flavors that satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest that goes with you wherever you go, to the game, to the gym, to the beach. Look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. That way you can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef?
Rick, this notion of brain typing, you could probably talk about this for hours, but just as a quick follow, what would the experts say about this? I mean, is it alterable? Can you rewire your brain? Can you change it? Or do you just got to play the hand you're dealt? Well, again, I, you know, um, as I spoke to you about 60 to 65, you know, kind of being kind of who you are, um, you've got to be lucky enough to have great parents. Um, you've got to have great coaching. You've got to have, you know, great development people. You got to be around the right people growing up, all that kind of stuff. But if you're, if you're willing, you know, to, to make changes, um, even though at times it may, it may feel like it's completely against the grain of what you thought you stood for. Um, if you find the right teacher, um, and the right person to motivate you, um, you know, anything's possible. So, Rick, you recently took a picture with 50 Cent that went viral. Great picture. Great, great picture. I know he spoke to the team before a game recently. What was his message, and did he have their attention? <laughs> yeah, that picture has, has made the rounds, and, you know, as, as it's been sent to me and I've sent it off to other people, my caption is, the odd couple. <laughs> 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 okay. uh, you know, he didn't – he did not actually – speak to the team there was some video of him doing what was kind of a uh potential talk to the team and i was and i was there that there were there were a couple guys in the locker room but we kind of said hey fitty you know if you were going to talk to the team what would it look like and so that video is out there and it's, it's pretty it's pretty great pretty compelling um he was around for two consecutive games uh he was there the night that will ferrell was there um, and then he was there the following uh, uh, game two days later when we played Houston. And, uh, you know, Fitty's a really interesting guy. I mean, everybody knows his famous famous song, you know, It's Your Birthday and all that. Um, but he's become um, an unbelievably successful businessman. He has a great sense for business. He has a great sense for timing, et cetera. And, you know, let's face it, he's become an international icon because of all of that stuff. And the thing that's been that was most impressive to me is that how accessible and how personable he is, you know, when you when you talk to him. And then I saw I saw a video of him kind of making his way around our arena, talking to people that were, you know, um, you know, people working in the arena and people working, you know, at the at the concessions and stuff like this. And I mean, he's 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 completely disarming and just a super impressive guy. I think that's cool. Listen, before you go, a couple of really quick things. I appreciate the time so much and the catch-up. You know, you mentioned you're still in this thing for a lot of reasons. Among others, you want to win another world championship. You've got one, and you've had a lot of great players. In the middle of that world championship, of course, was the big fella, Dirk Nowitzki. He's going to go to the Basketball Hall of Fame coming up this summer, and obviously it's going to be great to see what he says on that day because, well, he's Dirk. You've been around so many great players. You yourself were a player. Have you ever been around a more coachable superstar than Dirk? Never. Um, the only guy that is, is – well, I shouldn't say never. I, you know, Reggie Miller was very similar to Dirk. They both were, were great, great players that were – really ritualistic they they were creatures of habit they were unbelievable workers they were completely obsessed with their craft um you know i think in the history of the game um dirk is going to be a guy that i don't know where he's going to go down 
you know, when it's all said and done, the top 10, 12, 15, 20, whatever it is, for me, he's a top 10 player of all time. Because if you look at what he accomplished and what he was able to do, and there are a lot of analytics that will, that will prove this out. He was a guy that had, you know, amazing impact on winning his on the floor plus minus, I think was second all time, maybe to Shaq's or something like that. Um, you know, this, this information came out a few years ago and, you know, Dirk played with a few hall of famers. He played with Jason Kidd later in Jason's career, but he did not have the luxury of playing with guys of his generation. You know, he stayed played with Steve Nash early on, but then that broke, that got broken up when we made our run to the title, you know, he really carried that team. And now Jason Kidd was, Still a great player, Jason Terry, one of the one of the great system players, and one of the you know for me the greatest sixth man of all time. Sean Marion was a was a tremendous all around player. Tyson Chandler was was great at what he did, but but Dirk was a guy that tied the whole thing together. And I I have never met a more humble or self deprecating you know all time great athlete in any sport as Dirk Nowitzki. And I. I just count my blessings every single day for having had the the great fortune to be with him and work with him for 11 straight years. I think that's awesome. Let me ask you one last thing, Rick, about one last person that I'm not sure you and I have talked about, at least not in a while. And I bring this up because we're into March Madness. You played a couple of years at Maine before you transferred to Virginia. You played for the legendary Terry Holland, who recently passed away at the age of 80. It just seems to me like he... I haven't talked to him in a long, long time, obviously, but he seemed like the ultimate personification, Rick, of class, dignity, integrity, all the right things. What was he like to play for? And then how much of the way you are today is a direct reflection of the time you spent with Terry Holland? Well, what a great question. And, you know, I when he passed um, a couple of weeks ago, I, I remember watching uh, PTI and hearing Wilbon uh, talk about him and Tony Kornheiser. And they, they said something that was very profound. You know, they said, you know, and they were both in the DC area when, when Terry was coaching at Virginia and they said, you know, we, we made that drive down, you know, 29 route 29 to see uh, Terry Holland's teams play at Virginia. And it was always a privilege to watch his teams and to be around him. Um, and I and I feel the same way. He was a great coach. He was a gentleman. He was a man's man. He had he had a very tasteful way of, you know, figuring out who you were and how to bring out the best in you. Um, you know, Virginia's run to a national championship in, in 2019 was amazing under Tony Bennett. Um, it would not have been possible had had Terry Holland not laid the groundwork, you know, I think beginning in 1974 through, I think it was the early nineties when he, uh, you know, when he, when he moved over to the, um, you know, the athletic director administrative side of it. And so he is a man held in such high regard, not only in Charlottesville, Virginia, but throughout basketball and, and throughout the sports world. And we, we lost one of the great gentlemen, um, in the history of our game um, and certainly one of the great coaches as well. And, you know, the, the last part of your question, 
an, an awful lot of who I am and what I stand for as a coach um, is a direct reflection of, of my experiences playing for Terry Holland for three years. So glad that I asked. Rick, you have always been so great, I mean, over the years, in being so accessible for our daily program. I really appreciate when I got greedy and asked for a long-form conversation that you made time for it, Rick. So great to get caught up. Really appreciate you, the relationship, and the conversation. Thank you very much for doing that, Rick. Great to talk to you. Jim, it's my great pleasure. Be well, my friend. Guys, keep yourself tight and feeling confident with new and improved Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant, reformulated with 72-hour sweat and odor protection and one-quarter moisturizing cream. Stop worrying about your underarms so you can be present for the moments that matter. Do not let underarm insecurities keep you at arm's distance from the ones you care about. Buy new and improved Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant with 72-hour sweat and odor protection wherever personal care products are sold. What a class act and a pro's pro. Rick Carlisle has seen it all, and I always appreciate any time he shares his perspective with us, but especially when he does so like that in long form, on the side hustle, during the home stretch of a long season. Big ups. Many thanks to Rick for showing up at all, much less showing up the way he just did. If you're looking for more premium, unfiltered, extended conversations like the one you just heard, you're in the right place because we have over 250 episodes that are locked and loaded and they all hold up. What you should do is take a second and consider subscribing. What you should do is just take one second and consider subscribing because that way the episodes will always find their way to you and you will never have to look for them. Search out the subscribe button, smash that sucker, and the next episode will find you and you will not have to look for it. In the meantime, I will see you next time right here on the Jim Rome Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.